Hi, this is Harry Shearer, and you are listening to TV Confidential, a radio show about television. Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are with us to bring us This Week in TV History. Tony's segment, as always, is brought to us by our friends at Story Salon, Southern California's longest-running, regularly-performing live storytelling ensemble. For more information, storysalon.com, facebook.com, forward slash storysalon. What do you have for us this week? October 27, 1966, it's The Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, first aired. I got a rock. You got a rock. Oh, God. Oh, this, just thinking about this makes me very happy. This is, it is not Halloween until I see this. Well, right now it's Halloween. Uh, it's, it's been Halloween since July in some parts. Yeah. Well, well, it could technically be Halloween every day in my house because I think I watch this a couple of times a year. It's one of my favorites. It is, yeah. But, but what you're saying is very true. It is uh, a retailer's, it's, we're recording this mid-September, and mm -hmm. the retailers have already had the Halloween stuff up since before Labor Day. And and you know the Christmas stuff is coming up, and Thanksgiving will get in there somehow. When did Halloween stop becoming a kids thing and more of an adults thing? Uh, I would say the city of West Hollywood probably gets the most credit for expanding. Uh, I would say Halloween as a celebration, and I think it's taken off in there because now people from all over the world and of different. Uh, they, they, they come to L.A., they come to West Hollywood to celebrate in the street. I mean, they, they used to do the same thing up in San Francisco, but then about, uh, just before I moved down here, the Board of Supervisors shut down. I, 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 they, I think they all but shut down the, uh, uh, the Castro Street uh, celebrations. Well, we used to, you know, as residents of Hollywood, we used to have uh, celebrations on the boulevard. The mm -hmm. boulevard would be shut down, and it was always fun. To and go. it was always very adult. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was fun, you know, it just, it was a city-wide celebration when I first moved here. I mean, it was wild. Yeah. And uh, I think, it, you know, the, the retailers liked it, you know, because you would, you know, pop into stores, you know, especially if you're going to grab a quick drink or something like that. You could pop into stores uh, and you would have, you know, just people walking up and down the boulevard. You had crazy costumes, you know. Uh, people with silly string, all that. Uh, you, you would all, always have at least, you know, two or three different religious organizations also working working the angles. I think there were a few holy wars because you had conflicting denominations crossing paths with each other. So it wasn't about Halloween. It was about which church was better. But then everything kind of, I mean, West Hollywood had always been there, but everything moved west. Now Hollywood Boulevard, it's much more, it's quiet. I won't say that it's quiet, but it's not as... It, it, it is not as wild. As and, it used to be, and, and it's more families. It's, which it's, is nothing wrong with that? Nothing, nothing wrong with that. that. No. You know, Hollywood Boulevard also is... Uh, the boulevard itself and the intersecting streets are very vital to L.A. Uh, so, you know, it's a big deal when you shut that down for either the Hollywood Christmas Parade, which we do the Sunday after Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. Or even when a, a film shoot's going on, or when the Oscars are, are held at the uh, Dolby Theater now. Uh, when you shut down those roads, you really do uh, uh, hurt the, the normal flow of, of, of traffic, which is you know, very delicate at best. And so I know on Halloween and stuff like that, you could really mess up and to have a big event in Hollywood and West Hollywood 
all points in between are always congested and all that. So I know that they had to kind of thin that out probably for those reasons as well. And, of course, as this relates to television is that and this is another well, – it's, it's not a pet peeve of mine, it's just, but it's, it's, sort of, it, it's sort of something that when, when you look at the course of every television season – it used to be that every now and then someone would do a holiday episode, everyone would do a theme episode. But you watch, and it's particularly with comedy series, there is an obligatory Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. There's an obligatory Thanksgiving episode. There's an obligatory. I mean, you can you can you can set your clock to it. I mean, yeah. it's like every show does it. It's like built into the. Oh, I think Roseanne really got that because Roseanne, I think for every season they were on, there was always a new Halloween episode, yeah. which were great. No, and I, I'm not. And some, and some of these are actually very good. I mean, I know, I know, Family, Modern Family, they do, mm. they do a Halloween themed episode every year, and it's always brilliant. Always, and brilliant. I think everyone looks forward to the Simpsons Halloween episodes. Well, yeah, Treehouse of Horror, Treehouse of Horror, which uh, goes, uh, you know, outside of the normal continuity. The funny thing about the Simpsons one is oftentimes because of uh, World Series coverage on, on Fox. It gets aired after a- Halloween. After Halloween, or also I think elections have also bumped yes. it. Yes. Election years have also thrown but people still look forward to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And they are, I think, some of the smartest writing on television. In, because many, in many cases, they're homages to, to, to the Twilight Zone. To the Twilight Zone, to the Outer Limits, mm-hmm. to... Uh, uh, Alfred Hitchcock. And you would think after 25 years, they would have exhausted all... No, they're, they, they're still great. And it's Treehouse only, of Terror. Treehouse of, of Terror. terror. That's, it, okay. that's it. And it's the only time you see Kang and, 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 and uh, Kronos, uh, the, the aliens. <laughs> that's right. That's they, right. Would all, <laughs> they would always appear in the Halloween episode. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and some of them I I just find them a lot of fun. But again, we go back to uh, I think traditions like the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, which are still fun to watch. Yeah, and remember uh, the very first special, of course, was a Charlie Brown Christmas that was wrong for every single reason, and CBS had nothing to air, and let's put this thing on and be done with it. And then this is the third special, which many people feel is the best. And I love the premise. What if a child confused two holidays, mm-hmm. Halloween and Christmas, and you get the wonderful Great Pumpkin? Uh, I, I, it's, it's brilliant. No, it's, it's, it's yeah, because you have uh, Linus waiting for this, this character that he only he believes in. And it's, it is great because usually Linus is one of the, you know, the voices of reason. One of yes. The, uh, especially in contrast with Lucy, because Lucy being a fuss budget and Lucy be, with her strange theories on revisionist history and stuff like that. I mean, Linus was the saner of the two, but then uh, obviously even he even he get caught up in flights of fancy. Yeah, I think Linus, you know, knows history. Linus knows science, but Linus also Linus has knows theology. Theology. Li- so Linus, Linus does. But Linus have, is still a little boy. He's still a little boy. He still has faith. I think. I think you see a lot of Linus in in Stewie on Family Guy. Mm-hmm. Someone who could build a time machine but still believes Santa Claus is coming. Only not yeah. only without a football. Yeah. Hit. Yeah. And so yeah, I think I'm sure. There's a, a football metaphor in there somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> and well, Linus' faith, he never loses his faith. The great pumpkin disappoints him every single year, but then the next year he's back in the pumpkin patch. Like Charlie Brown, it, you know, like, yeah. like, like Charlie Brown baseball season. Yeah, it's. I think that's something with all those characters. It's And, and you see adults that have that same faith. It, it, you know, it's just like, well, my pumpkin patch was not sincere enough. You know, and uh, you see people that will be, well, I didn't pray hard enough, and and he, Linus, is, is that character. 
And a favorite B storyline for me is Sally, and she's so in love with Linus. Of course, I'll wait with you in the pumpkin patch. And then at the end of the show, I could have had candy and apples and gum. You owe me restitution. (laughs) Oh, God. Of course, this was also a time when kids could go trick or treating on their own. <laughs> when that that's, right. Right. that's right, you know, and back, uh, back in the day, back in the day where you could do that and uh, be somewhat unsupervised, and uh, you know now it's 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 sad when I see you know the not the adult celebration, which I think is is fun and 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 you can enjoy yourselves, and and the theme parks have certainly gone all out with that. We have everything from really scary to happy pumpkin jack o' lantern type. Uh, events that people can go to, but I think a lot of this also has to stem from the fact you can't go into your own neighborhoods. Kids have yeah, to go trick or treating in the malls. Mall. Uh, can you imagine? Yeah, and and uh, emergency rooms stay open to X-ray the candy. That's right, and then that is uh, part of. It is sad that you know we have to watch this because this was a more this was done and it depicts a more innocent time. I I remember when I was a kid. This is early seventies, mid seventies. We started trick-or-treating like around four or five, you know, because that was around the time when people wouldn't. It was the last vestiges of innocence and yeah. uh, where it would be a little risky to do it at night. And I, and I, and I never liked doing it, you know, in the afternoon or early evening because I figure how, trick-or-treating isn't trick-or-treating unless it's dark. Yeah. But more and more uh, folks today, they'll do it in the afternoon where it's, where it's where safer. It's, it's safer. I also remember uh, we used to set our clocks back earlier that's right and uh, they adjusted that to compensate for halloween but yeah i you know i'd be in city walk or the grove or something like that and you would see the kids out there hitting all the retailers or or this is a big trend in los angeles you live in one neighborhood and several families will pack up the kids and drive to a much better neighborhood (laughs) yes to go trick-or-treating there that baffles me well there's better candy over here there's better treats over here that was something that we did when i lived in west hollywood where'd you go we went to beverly hills of course we was uh, it really better it i i would say it was better quality none of that generic stuff what godiva chocolates uh you get (laughs) close uh and you know when and you know, you ring a doorbell, if they were cleaned out, you got cash. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying you got Bentleys, well, but you got, but okay, the it, thing is it where. It pays to scout around. When, okay. But this is also at a time where, when we were of a certain age where we could go trick-or-treating unsupervised. Yeah. And where West Hollywood is now, at that time, it was mostly retired railroad workers uh, that were living in West Hollywood. So, you know, you would be lucky if you got, you know. You know the the minimal amount of candy from uh, uh, these folks, and then but you could just walk a few blocks, cross over into Beverly Hills, and go up to some of these really nice mansions. I don't know if you could, if kids could do that today if you'd have like local you know uh, security guards uh, you know keeping you out. But we could go over there, and a lot of times these houses would be decorated, and you know who knows they probably have industry prop people and uh, you know professional. Uh, decorators coming in sometimes the you know i i don't know if it was the owner of the house or if it was the servants that would be dressed up you know, and and uh, you would get all this this cool stuff and it was fun and you could you could have a lot of fun at that time doing that and yeah that is kind of sad that people have to go to better neighborhoods tony figueroa and donna allen are with us as we commemorate the premiere broadcast of it's the great pumpkin 
Charlie Brown is part of this week in TV history. We'll take a quick time out, then we'll talk some more with Tony and Donna here on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.